Everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. We are here with yet another real extra. Real extra. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun year for real extras, I think. Namely, because we've got some cool movies, and also we're skipping at least one, so that's fun. That anyway, never happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week we went and saw uh, Spider-Man Across the Universe. The new edition of the animated uh, Spider-Man movies coming out of Sony. This is the second one. Uh, and it was great. It was incredible. It's <laughs> fantastic. The end. Thank you for listening. Uh, if, if you want you... more, cover B. <laughs> <laughs> but nope, we're here to talk about it. So this one picks up a year and a few months off of the first movie. Uh, Gwen Stacy has since gone back to her universe. Peter J. Parker, Spider-Ham, Noir Spider-Man. They're all gone. They're all back in their universes. Miles is just kind of living his life. Uh, but we actually open on Gwen, who feels alone. She feels lonely and alone. She's letting it get to her, uh, which is causing her to take it out on her friends and bandmates and her father. Over in her universe, she is being actively pursued by her father, uh, who is Captain Gwen, uh, Captain something Stacy, not Gwen Stacy, Captain Stacy <laughs> of the NYPD, uh, who blames her for the death of her friend, Peter Parker, uh, which is all true to the story and not like the comic book story and was alluded to in the first movie. So it's not spoilers. So shut up. Anyway, um, <laughs> we then see, uh, Spider-Woman, Gwen, Spider-Gwen, if you must, uh, go after a strange vulture who seems to be done in, like, Leonardo da Vinci Renaissance-era sketches. Uh, as she's fighting him, Spider-Man 2099 appears, as well as Spider-Woman, uh, the Jess Drew variety, uh, and they reveal that ever since the events of the first movie the the multiverse has been in tatters and there's been anomalies popping up all over the place uh and they are part of an elite group of spider people who are trying to stop it they then enlist her and she joins we then flash over to miles who is similarly alone and dealing with stuff uh and becoming a teenager and whatnot uh, and trying to connect with his parents. His parents are trying to connect with him. He then goes off and fights a gentleman by the name of The Spot, and then ultimately ends up wrapped up in all this anomaly stuff with the spider people and the, the cadre of spider people. Uh, and it ends in a severe cliffhanger because this is part one, and we're still doing that, apparently. <laughs> apparently that's still a thing that happens. It's not a surprise. We knew this was going to be part one. I was really shocked at how much of a cliffhanger they let it off at. Like, it wasn't even like a Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi cliffhanger. It was just like, literally at the climax of climactic moment of a part of the story. And here we go. It was um, some real, real big cojones to go, eh, they'll come back. <laughs> mm -hmm. We can hey. to be continued this. It's fine. 
before we say anything else, we can go ahead and get this out of the way, too. There's no end credits thing. Nope. So, you can leave. You can get up. It's weird. You don't know what to do. You yeah. just sort of sit there and kind of look at each other. Yeah. Look at your phone. Realize other people are leaving. <laughs> You're in the way. It's, yeah. it's weird. Anyway, T, what'd you think? I thought this movie was spectacular. Yes. Um, I think, for me, this movie, just like the first one, um has this incredible ability to not only build a new, fresh, interesting story, um, bring in characters you may or may not know, bring in concepts that may or may not be depicted in the comics, while also staying incredibly true and mm -hmm. honest and accurate to the comics as a whole. Yeah. Um, their ability to bring in characters that already have been introduced in the comics, their ability to bring in storylines that already saw themselves fleshed out in the comics mm -hmm. to make it feel organic and real and to admittedly tie in other things, other movies in the yep. multiverse. Um, it just is so refreshing to go into a movie and to kind of trust the people that are making it to respect us as comic consumers, mm -hmm. right? Because that doesn't always happen in the Marvel side of things. Like, that doesn't always happen. I mean, it certainly doesn't always happen on the DC side of things. That's a whole other story. But, you know, Disney Marvel has had some moments where they've changed some things and changed some characters and changed some plot points. And you go, but why, though? Why you yeah. do this? This didn't make any sense. <laughs> but all of this here in this movie, it all makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And, it, you know, it's cool because they did a really you know, I, I said this about the first one, and I've said this about a few of the more, like, stunning examples of uh, superhero media that have come out recently, which is that where it excels, both this movie, the entire Spider-Verse series so far, where it excels is being unapologetic in what it is. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, at no point in the first movie did they try to make Spider-Ham's stuff make sense. You know, they didn't try to scientific it or rationalize it. Right. He was a cartoon pig, and that was it. He was acting in a world that seemed to be more realistic, and that was it. This one takes it even further by making the separations between universes really jarring. Very pronounced. Um, you know, we open in Gwen's world, and they've done a great representation of the radioactive Spider-Gwen and the original Spider-Gwen series when Spider-Gwen was first kind of popping off, uh, representing that artwork. A very, like, drippy, pastel, kind of spray-painted artwork that they utilized in the book, and then that translates to just how the perception of her world is. We then meet other characters, some that are a little bit more, like, you know, I guess, kin to Miles, but also, you know, ones like Hobie, the Spider-Punk, who constantly looks like he's, like, band posters and newspaper articles and punk zines and stuff like that. Like, yeah. his whole world runs that way. And it's, it, it's... Details like that allow for so much room, kind of like what you were saying, like... To bring in these stories and do these cameos of, you know, other movies that we've seen and do, like, there's a few moments in this where there's actually, like, real people backdropped on animated stuff or yeah. animated characters backdropped on in the real world, like, real our world. 
And, you know, does this movie take its own sort of liberties with what the multiverse is? Yes. But it makes room for this multiverse to work in tandem with other interpretations of the multiverse. You know, in the comics, the Spider-Verse is a real thing. And the kind of head of the more, like, attuned to the Spider-Verse thing is the Captain Britain Spider-Man. In this one, we don't have that, probably because Sony doesn't have rights to Captain Britain as a concept. Um... So they've made Spider-Man 2099 kind of step into that role. But that isn't to say that that group of multiversal protectors isn't separate from, but also connected to, the other group of multiversal protectors. You know what I mean? So it allows them to not only, like, stick really true to Origins without wasting a lot of time on them. And also make fun little jokes, like Ben Riley being really over the top and stuff. So Um, good. (laughs) But also fit neatly into, especially when you're dealing with multiverse stuff, uh, it it didn't make it feel isolated, which is nice. You know, it makes it feel like the Spider-Gwen we're seeing is the same Spider-Gwen we see in the comics. And the Spider, you know, the Miles we're seeing might be different than the one we see in the comics, but he's got like the same vibe. And I don't know. I I just like how unapologetic it is with. And I, I think they really took it to the nth degree in this one. You know, with the vulture from the Renaissance period looking like, literally looking like Leonardo da Vinci drawings and stuff. To the extent where Spider-Gwen comments on that's how he looks. And that's just his perception of the universe. That's how his universe looks. Yeah, he literally looks like he's on parchment. Yeah, And, um, you know, being a comic book movie... quickly establishing that concept and then letting that concept just run buck wild is incredible because it 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 you know it opens the door for a lot of cool interpretations and doesn't force you to like de-stylize certain things you know what i mean and i don't know i i thought it was neat and the animation because of that was absolutely wild it's spectacular the the look and feel is incredible and engaging and bright and definitely has some moments even in the beginning there's the way they do the intro kind of credit sequence as they're introducing like the production companies and everything it was kind of like ooh easy there seizure warning <laughs> yeah there's a lot of flashing they, they break you in whatnot. really quickly to like this is gonna be a lot and it's gonna mm-hmm. be all over the place and you're going to be very stimulated so just get ready like they tell you off the bat <laughs> which i thought was great yeah but it was incredible the cast did an amazing job uh you know shameek moore Haley steinfeld brian tyree henry luna lauren velez coming back as miles morales's parents spider gwen um all amazing jake johnson coming back though relatively briefly in the grand scheme of things but coming back and just doing an amazing job as uh peter b parker i know i said peter j parker earlier i forgot which initial it was anyway (laughs) and then we have new people you know oscar isaac coming in as really the antagonist of this whole thing as spider-man 2099 incredible congrats to him for now being in every version of marvel yeah isn't that crazy oscar isaac is officially the only actor that was in fox marvel sony marvel and disney marvel that's 
crazy. <laughs> and then shout out to two new uh, new cast member standouts for me, like two of my favorite characters from this particular movie. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya playing Hobie, playing Spider-Punk. Amazing. So wonderful, cool. Great character. Fantastic addition to this whole thing. I like the angle they're taking with it where he's... Kinda, he kinda is responsible for starting up his own sort of multiversal thing, which is neat, uh, and I like that. Uh, and then Jason Schwartzman as Spot, the main, the non, the other antagonist, who is going to be the main antagonist in the next movie, it seems like, but is the person who kind of kicks off, the bad guy who kicks off a lot of the events of the movie. Uh, wonderful job. I didn't know it was him. It was a very Ryan, like Ryan Reynolds adjacent performance, yeah. which I didn't expect out of Jason Schwartzman. So, like, yeah. really, really good job. Incredibly, like, just fun every time he was on the screen. Uh, great cast. Amazing. And, you know, there's even more. I don't want to just read a list of the cast, but everybody did an incredible job. We get some returning characters. We get some really, really fun cameos for people who have been following various things. Uh, around the MCU and Spider-Man and whatnot. Uh, it's just a good time. Tons of Easter eggs, tons of references, tons of meta commentary about comics and, and you know, Marvel politics. in general. And politics. I, ooh, I gotta say, preach it, Sony Marvel, because you are not playing it safe. You are making statements and commitments, and I respect <laughs> Yeah, We get true. some involvement with um, the... Uh, uh, Spider-Man from, um, like, the Indian Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and he makes some political comments that you're like, ooh, zinger! <laughs> and, of course, Hobie, Spider-Punk, not holding anything back. True. I mean, this is cute, and I hate to spoil anything, but there's literally a moment where he calls a black hole, like, the result of capitalism, and I was like, preach, baby! Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> calls it a metaphor for capitalism, yeah. So it's just kind of nice to see, you know, a Marvel movie, you know, not being afraid to stick it to the man a little bit. <laughs> True. Yeah. Do it. I like it. it does kind of go toe and toe. Uh, no, it was great. It was, I mean, we don't need to tell you it's great. Everyone's talking about how great it is. You've already heard a million times how great it is, but you should go see it, it if has, you haven't. It has a 97% rating on Google. And a 9.1 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. I don't... I think it's actually breaking records on IMDb. Like, you can't... Those, but... There's... What do you say to that? Yeah. Like, and, you know, everyone I've seen, even the people online that are typically the, like, you know, whole humbug, grumpy, I don't like anything, they're all really happy, and that's when you know you've hit jackpot. Mm-hmm. True. It's one of those ones that I feel like I need to watch again so that I can catch everything. Oh, there um, are so many references and so many allusions and so many nods. They did a they did a really good job uh, putting in a lot of, which makes it fun for the comic reader and or the just general longtime Spider-Man fan, people who engage with Spider-Man across a lot of different media. Would have been cool to see. There's without spoiling too much. There's slight Toby and Andrew cameos engagements kinda it would have been cool to see i know there was a long time ago people were kind of there was a running fan theory that andrew garfield spider-man was going to be an actual character 
in it, which would have been dope. But with the establishment that like real world, like our real world exists, and they establish it further with the like quote unquote cameos of Toby's world and uh, Andrew's world. They would have had to have him be. It would have been a little uh, Roger Rabbity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they would have had to have him be like a real person. You know what I mean? And that would have been awkward. But, um, and on that note, like, that's, this movie did something that I think can't really happen anywhere but in this movie, which is connect the real physical world to the comic books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The comics always kind of hint that there is a world in the multiverse that is our world, like our real physical world. Right. Um, but they can't represent it. They can't show Captain America going through a multiversal thing and then appearing in like a photo realistic backdrop of Manhattan. Cause that in and of itself, that photo realistic him in Manhattan would be in the comics and it would be a different thing exactly. because we don't live in still space. Yeah. We don't, we can't be 2d just like in, you know, the MCU, like Tom Holland, Spider-Man can't jump through a Doctor Strange portal and be in the comics because if the second you add any sort of motion or anything like that, it becomes something different. It's yeah. it's weird when you really think about how these multiverse stuff. Chris, are you overthinking it? Yes, but we're talking, so <laughs> let's discuss. But it's you know this setting this uh, spider-verse stuff can do that it can bring comic book spider-man in and have him do stuff yeah and it can bring characters from the mcu in and have them do things and that's fascinating to think about that's really interesting to think about how this is the first time that we've really seen a solid bridge in like multiversal stuff yeah quote-unquote between us as physical three-dimensional four-dimensional beings and the paper characters that we see you know what i mean like philosophically this is the moment that those two worlds have been like fully connected by like something um which is neat it's cool it's you know did you know you were signing up for a conversation about media philosophy you didn't but here we are here we here it is i mean this is what you get when reality (laughs) collapses a la crossover by image comics and all the comic book heroes start coming out you'll be happy you listen to this episode because you're you can be like hey man remember across the spider-verse we we're the same we were prepared anyway i don't know what i'm talking about anymore (laughs) to be honest it was a good movie it was great it was was fantastic great soundtrack great animation some of the best animation i mean the first one at the time it came out, was some of the best animation I'd ever seen, and this one just blows it out of the water. It's yeah. so ridiculously cool what they can do, and their willingness again with this the, the idea that it just unapologetically is what it is. Um, their willingness to just go all in on the style of different spider people, yeah, is dope. It's super cool. It's really fun to watch, and I'm hoping that when we get the third one, we get to see. Like, I know they got a lot of story to tell, so they don't have a lot of room to, like, slow things down by showing glimpses of different spider people. Mm -hmm. But it'd be really cool to see even more concepts, you know what I mean? See 
dive into the storied history of Marvel multiversal shit and just like pull out interesting characters and make more meta commentary and more references and stuff. Be dope. But agreed. Anyway, go see it. Five it out of five. It was so good. It 10 was, out of ten. It was so good. Hundred out of a hundred. It was fantastic. And it made me like a little like emotional, but it was not the exorbitant experience that was Guardians. So I'm <laughs> yeah. glad I get to see a good movie yeah. that doesn't make me like need a therapy afterwards. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. If you want to hear more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, coverbpodcast.com. That's right. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Cover B Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Go out and see this movie. We hope you have a good week. We'll probably be back on Friday. We've got to see. Uh, and take care. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.